Hell yeah, Pawpaw. Whoa, that was loud. Hell yeah, Pawpaw. And today we have Trenton Osborne, T-Man 53, in the home studio. What's up, Trenton? What's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. It's been a while since we've got together and talked about country music. Too um, long. For, for those of you who don't know, Trenton is one of my best friends. He has uh, uh, been here with me in my country music journey for a while now. He's a really good marketer. He's a really good... Uh, supporting uh friend to lean on so uh he also knows a lot about country music especially like today's uh modern country music old country music he listens to all sorts right now he's wearing an iron maiden shirt (laughs) but um i wanted to have him in here today to just kind of talk about um his um all of his doings with country music and country music business as well as his insight so uh Trent, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, your Nashville journey, and kind of what you're into now. All righty. Well, like you said, my name's Trenton. Um, I'm originally from Gallia. Lived here pretty much my whole life up until about, well, two years ago tomorrow, actually, is when I moved to Nashville. That's crazy. So my two-year anniversary. Um, but yeah, so I live in Nashville. I do um, photography and videography a little bit um, for a few different country artists when I can. Um, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's name them. You did... Uh, you did Dylan Snyder for a hot minute. <laughs> Dylan Snyder for a hot minute. You did Ryan Hurd. Um, hold on. Who'd you do up in, uh, at, um, not Flanagan's, the other one? The bogey. Who was, who's um, the bogey? Jared Neiman, Adam Craig. Hold on. You, we, we didn't say Luke Bryan yet, I don't think. And Luke Bryan Luke down Bryan. in Nashville. <laughs> so Trenton, Trenton's very self-made. He's a dream, uh, dream it, learn it, do it kind of guy, which is, is really cool. Um, so, so Trenton, who would you say, just real quick, who would you say your your top five country music artists are today? My top five, okay. Um, definitely Morgan Wallen. Okay, for sure. Same. Um, Luke Combs. I know those are pretty, you know, kind of two like your most mainstream right well, now. Well, I mean, they're but the greatest, they're great, you know. Yeah. Um, Muscadon Bloodline, man. Absolutely love Muscadine, Muscadine Bloodline. Bloodline. You know, I know it's a band more so as you know, just like a solo artist, but I love, love, love Muscadine Bloodline. Uh, Zach Bryan. Yep. Zach Bryan's great. Um, Tyler Childers. I love <laughs> Tyler Childers. Um, so, so let me let me change let me change the direction of that question. Who are a couple artists that you think, like, and I'm sure there are some, I don't know about for you, but for me, like, there are some artists that, like, I really love, but, like, now anymore, they just put out just another mainstream bullcrap country tune. Don't be wrong, it's going to sell and it's going to get streams, but is there any artist right now that you're, like, not another one, or, like, you're just disappointed in? I got two. Let's hear them. Well, three. Three, okay. So, okay. Kane Brown. First and I, foremost, uh, Old Kane Brown is great, super, super good, you know, really, you know, like, kind of like the OG country, the the wide open, you know, used to love you sober. Last minute, late night. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, Excuses? You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Excuses, excuses, that was my favorite. Yeah. Um, so Kane Brown, definitely. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, I hate it because I, I, I think he's just searching for a niche that he's getting away with what was best for him. Right. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, and definitely Dan and Shay. Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> Old Dan, but I will give him credit. That song they put out last week, um, it's called I Should Probably Go to Bed. I don't know if you've heard I, it. I did hear it. I actually really, really like that. And it's honestly like completely pop, no country whatsoever. But I kind of vibe to that. No, honestly. I like I like that too. Um, but old, like, you know, you have like, one of my favorite, one of my all-time favorite country songs is Lipstick by oh Dan and Jay. And it's like yes. super basic, but like it doesn't get enough credit. And I think it should be like one of their biggest songs. And it's just not, man. My like, biggest pet peeve, with, don't get me wrong, I really like them. But like I just, sometimes they're just too girly. And that's just an opinion thing. Like I, I, just, I just played a wedding not too long ago and I had to learn the song from the ground up. And I just hate like like how the, like how they say this in that song. It's like and we'll build this, <laughs> like build this love. <laughs> and it's just like it's, I don't know, it's just enough from like, 
Damn it. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> my two, my two, I want to say, and this is not bashing on him. I love the dude and I always will, but Luke Bryan, I mean, I, I just don't like his mainstream, like one margarita. Right. Or the and, uh, uh, sunset, <laughs> sunrise, repeat or whatever. <laughs> it's, they're just, they're too, they're just too mainstream. Like, Hey, let's just. Let's just get let's go platinum on this for absolutely no reason because this right. is the most basic thing. But you know what? If it's working, it's working. But like you know, I think we've talked about it before. It does not matter what he puts out; he will sell out any stadium in the United States. How, how and, and how could you how could you not be content with that? Right? So yeah, like, exactly. And especially whenever you have the power that he has, that you know, if he puts on a tour, he can he has the manpower and the money to get great supporting acts. You know, he's not doing yeah. just like a few up and comers and then him it's like you know a few pretty big names i mean i've seen him, so. i've seen him live three times from the front row and it's just like this sh- like i would i'm not like i would still go to a luke bryan concert yeah and I'd, I'd probably go buy it go out and buy an e3 hat and wear right. it on my head yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. butt commander logo on the back <laughs> i remember um some of my first covers were of luke bryan and i we've i've talked about it on the podcast before that if you're an artist don't try and sing and mimic and like my first covers were like <laughs> it don't matter plans i've got i can break on <laughs> <laughs> i remember you playing that all the time <laughs> but uh <laughs> i just like would make that i would imitate that froggy voice from him right <laughs> But my second one, and this is not bashing on the guy because I think he is just one of the most. I think he's a stellar individual beyond the music. But like Thomas Rhett, like I don't. I'm not too fond of this pop EDM. Right. Like yeah, I know. Like what you mean. like I don't know, not even electronic, but like he's he's going into this direction that's kind of take that has taken him away from, you know, the beer with Jesus, the uh, get me some of that. Um, What's that? It goes like this. Like those, those Thomas Rhett songs, you can't, I, you I can't beat them. You can't beat them. But I will say, I mean, he's been writing a lot of music. If you guys follow his Instagram and he wrote a song called country again. And I, th- I think you showed me that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. That song is great, man. It is. And I think it shows that he's definitely like going to get back to his roots. And I feel like, yeah, probably sooner rather than later. Definitely. Um, speaking of Thomas Rhett, he actually was just featured on a Chris Tomlin album. Have you seen that? Have you seen how many people were featured on that album? Like everyone. And it is a, it's a gospel, it's like a modern, like gospel country thing. Right. But Thomas Rhett has a song on there that's awesome. Um, who, who else is on that album? Uh, I know Chris Lane's on there. They have a really yes. good song. Florida Georgia Line uh, is Florida on Georgia there. Line. Is Mitchell Timpany on there? I'm wanting to say he is, but I could I be making that I up. He's so. not, he's I don't not. Think. Is but, Morgan Wallen? Mm-mm. But it's um, pretty cool because Chris Tomlin actually moved from like Georgia to Franklin. Oh no way! So like he moved. I think it was like a year and a half, two years ago. So like I was reading that you know he's kind of made like tons of like friendships within like the country music community to kind of like you know go. I don't know if you saw the video um, in Atlanta of Florida Georgia Line. They brought Chris Tomlin out and they did "How Great Is Our God." Yes, I did Bro, see that. I did see chills that. the whole time. Like yeah. it was crazy good, but. Chris Tomlin's awesome, man. So this album is called, it's, it just says Chris Tomlin and Friends. And the first song is Thank You, Lord. And that has Thomas Rhett and Florida Georgia Line with Chris uh, Tomlin. That's an awesome song. I have it saved. There's another song with Thomas Rhett, God Who Listens. I think that, that, was, song, that yeah. song gave me chills. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a song, uh, Chase Me Down, and it's with Ray Lynn. Uh, Sing, that has Russell Dick- Dickerson and Florida Georgia Line. Forever Home, which has Florida Georgia Line. I mean, just all of these people. That's a loaded Cassidy album. Pope, Brett Young, Chris Tomlin. You, yeah, there's a Chris Lane song on here. Um, You guys need to check out this album if you guys are into your faith. I'm into my faith. Same. I know that I might say dirty words, but uh, this this album here is spiritual, man. <laughs> it is, man. This it album is. And it's country, too, so it's, yeah. like, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. For sure. So uh you know what I think we're going to I think it's time for a break. Um I'm going to go ahead and play you um uh let's see here. I want to play you Thank You Lord uh by Chris Tomlin, Thomas Rhett and Florida Georgia Line. 
uh, y'all listen to it. Um, if you like it, uh, maybe like record it that you're listening to it and be like, thanks. Hell yeah. Paul Paul for the <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> hell yeah. Paul Paul. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> great idea. Honestly, I know that's a reach, but if you guys can get this hell yeah podcast out for people to hear it and listen to it and to enjoy it like you do, if you do, um, you know, record record what you're listening to. Take a screenshot of your phone uh, listening to the podcast and upload it to your story. We'll share it to ours. Just tag us in it. And uh, we truly appreciate that support. I, I appreciate that support because this is a new, um, whole new monster that I'm tackling. But, yeah, up next is uh, Thank You, Lord by Chris Tomlin and uh, Florida Georgia Line and Thomas Rhett. Heck, yeah. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my friends For your love that never ends For the songs that make us dance On this old dirt floor For my babies, for my girls Hell yeah, Paul Paul. Well, I probably shouldn't say that after playing a Christian song, but heck yes. Paul he- Paul. Heck yes, Paul Paul. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that, guys. I kind of feel bad, not going to lie. But, um, Trenton, I noticed that you have a Mountain Dew with you. What Mountain Dew are you drinking? I think I've had this one. Well, it's honestly, it's a regular Mountain Dew, um, but I got it at KFC. That's where I ate lunch at. Shout out Kentucky Fried Chicken, but they gave me it's in a sweet lightning. I've actually never tried it though. It's um, it's uh, it's mango flavored. It's like really? a yeah. My uh, favorite Mountain Dew is the that new one, the um, Frostbite, the one from like, Walmart, the yes, Walmart exclusive. Yes, yes, bro, I know. So it, so good. It is very. It's phenomenal. I'm That's pretty sure of, you're the person that got me hooked to Mountain Dew, dude. If I had to take a guess, <laughs> all the times in high school, we would just. Late night, stay the night at the Henry's house, and we'd go to Speedway, and I'd always get one of them huge Mountain Dews. <laughs> the uh, the taco, the, the uh, Baja Blast Taco Bell was also a staple every Friday night as well. But uh, I'm just drinking the Mountain Dew Zero. Uh, just to give a little update on my life, I just started um, training and trying to get rid of this dad bod that we're working with here. Um, I'm working with Noah Sias and I would love to have him on the podcast. He Heck yeah. a- almost went pro. I think he chose not to go pro, uh, in boxing. Dude, he's a damn good boxer. Won three tough mans. Um, but now he's doing bodybuilding and, and training and he really knows the science of all that. Right. And, uh, I trust him and I'm a big supporter of local business or supporting, you know, Friends. those who are passionate right. about what they're doing. For but, sure. So uh, it's been going going really well. Um, if you guys are in the local area, go check out uh, Noah Sias as a personal trainer. Um, otherwise, you're just listening to my gibberish of me talking about getting in shape. But you'll see. You will see one of these days. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been drinking Mountain Dew Zeros. Getting healthy. I actually am going to talk to him about um, letting me have one real Mountain Dew a week. And here's why. Special announcements, I'm going to start Mountain Dew Mondays, and it's going to be like a little five-minute show for you guys to uh, kick off your week, uh, just like a little five-minute video thing, and it's going to be called Morning Dew, and okay. uh, every day, or every Monday morning, <laughs> I'm going to try either new Mountain Dew or a Mountain Dew product, and, or a Mountain Dew Mimic, and uh, I'll review it, talk about what my plans are for the week, Let's we'll talk about what's what's new going on in the week, and I'll probably, I wanted to do like some uh, little tidbits. So my first, uh, for those of you who are interested in this, my first morning dew episode, um, I got a nice little surprise with what I'm trying, and uh, I'm going to talk about artists that are actually banned from the Grand Ole Opry. Heck yes. I think that'd be fun. Uh, that would a, be fun. That'd be a fun thing Heck to talk yes. about. So, um, yeah, look out this uh, Monday morning for your morning dew. 
Um, you'll probably catch me with like uh, some sort of fruity pebbles, <laughs> um, some sort of boiled egg, if I'm being honest, because of this diet. But um, <laughs> we'll have a nice little talk to, to get your week started, because we all know how much we do not like Mondays. Well, I'll have something that you need to try on it for sure. When I was in the eighth grade, I was either eighth grade or freshman, I can't remember. I ordered on eBay. They came from China. It was Mountain Dew flavored Cheetos. Oh my god. And you can only get them in China. But the crazy thing is it took like a month and a half to get them. And by the time I got them, bro, they were completely stale. <laughs> completely stale. Bro, what I think's what I think's funny <laughs> is I actually tried those at lunch with you. Yes. You did, yes. They were chewy, man. Yes. It was awful. But it did taste like Mountain Dew. Yeah. Um, I actually saw, uh, I looked up cause I, when I get an idea, kind of like to think about it. So I was kind of looking up what all things I could do and how I could do the morning do. And, uh, they have a Mountain Dew flavored Doritos in Australia. Um, I was also looking back at like limited editions that they don't sell anymore. I looked at like some old ones. Like I would even like chug an old one just to get like some views or something. I don't know. Have you ever like, seen like that? a twenty year old Mountain Dew? Have you ever seen Have you ever seen those videos where that guy will get on and he'll like try old expired? Yes, crap? yes. So anyway, yeah. Look forward to uh, Morning Dew, Mountain Dew Mondays. I'm not really sure what I'm going to call it, but it's going to be one of the two. Heck yeah. And uh, we'll we'll talk about some country music. We'll talk about some fun facts and just some random tidbits. But I'm done talking about it because I tend to ramble on. <laughs> so um, before we left, I think we were talking about um, we were talking about artists that we like, artists that we would like to see go back to their old ways. But now I I want to talk about um, I want to talk about one of my favorite artists and his newest work. And let's uh, let's talk about that. I know you're a big fan. I'm a huge fan of Sam Hunt. If you guys want to come gripe at me saying that it is not country, um, what is this like a who drives the bigger truck war? Right. Like, yeah. For real. Like, well, Whose my boots biggest, are bigger? Yeah. Like <laughs> that. That gets on my absolute nerves. So like, listen, we're all. Um, I'm an artist. Um, and that's, that is what it is. You can interpret art, you can make art, you can do it with it however you please. Times are changing. Don't get me wrong. I freaking love 1980, 1990 country. Like I love it. And, um, but that's not to say that whatever's happening now is not good. So it's like, I've always say like the LeBron James drives in and scores on somebody. And he's like, oh, he's not a basketball player. I'm a basketball player. It's like, no, everyone's a basketball player just as much as everyone's a country singer. Right. Like, you just have your own style. You do your own thing. Like you know, you do what you want to do. Well, it's not it's not a golden throne for one artist to make it. It is, you know, it's anybody can be successful and have their name on your iPod. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's like the unique thing about Nashville too is like a majority of country artists are all like you know friends. Like they hang out outside of like right. you know being on a stage or you know doing like an interview with other people or like whatever it may be like they hang out they go to bars like they're all super super supportive of one another right. you know which is important it's just it's just annoying like don't get me wrong like i like outlaw country i like old country but like i like this new stuff and it's okay to like both um but i guess what i'm referring to is them them texas artists you know who are a bunch of savages is co wetzel uh cody jinx <laughs> Uh, I mean, if honestly, he, Cody Johnson at times, bro, he be, yeah, yeah. He tells them how it is sometimes yeah. too. And don't get me wrong. They make great music, great outlaw music, but this pedestal they put themselves on, it makes them look like they're a bunch of tryhards. Like, yeah. And it's literally like to the point, like Texas country is just as big as what like Luke Bryan or Luke Combs or Morgan Wallen are to like the United States. You know what right. I mean? Like Co Wetzel, like all those guys, they can... They can tour just in Texas and make as much and sell it's, as many tickets as yeah. what you know anyone will. It's so, its it, own little world. But down that's there. the thing they kind of do is I think you know the way that they are. They don't want to associate themselves with Nashville, which I get. But at the same time, you know, there's they're not reaching a lot of people yeah. because they think that they're too country to be in Nashville right, or right. whatever it may be. I, I mean, think that's just kind of, I, I actually get it because I think Nashville, we talked earlier, I mean, Kane Brown, Thomas Rhett, um, Luke Bryan, like they, it, they, it's all about the dollar to them. So if they want to change you to be what they want you to be, you got to do it. Which, yeah, which, yeah. As soon as you put that, so like, that paper. I do, I do respect that portion of it. But what I don't respect is like, in, in my mind, someone who is a true badass, a true, 
um, a true outlaw, they don't have to go out and tell everybody that they're an outlaw. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I'm, I don't know. I know it's just like mean. it's like if you walk the walk, you shouldn't have to use bash talk to prove your point. Right. Like, if you really walk that, be that country western dude. But that's just that's it. That's yeah. uh, I, I I'm done mean. with that. But what I wanted to talk about is uh, Sam Hunt's new album, Southside, that came out at the beginning of COVID. I think it's been out with enough time um, to just kind of assess how the album did, how we how we think it is. Because sometimes artists will come out with a new album because it's their first in a while, and it's like, yeah, it's so awesome. Then you get six months down the road, and it's like, okay, maybe it was just overhyped. Right. But I personally think that Sam Hunt's new album, Southside, um, I think it turned out pretty well. He went back to his country roots. I know that that was part of the intention. It's still pop country to me, but um, some of the songs worked for him. Some didn't. What do you think about it, Trenton? I love it, man. Honestly, I think, I remember we talked about it the day after it came out, and as times went on, the more I've listened to it, like it's really, really grown on me. You know, I think like 2016, that's a super, super like OG Sam Hunt sound, you know? And I think he like kind of shows like his versatility of like what he can do as an artist with that album. I, I agree. I really liked um, Let Me Down. I, I That was kind of a deep cut. Or That Ain't Beautiful. I think That Ain't Beautiful. It's a weird, that's kind of weird, you know, but it's a, once you like listen to it and you kind of get into it, like it's a really good song as well. Well, I definitely think that you can hear there are sometimes in his runs and sometimes the way that he sings his notes that is, that's 90s country. Like that's what that is. Like the, I don't know. That's, that's why I liked it a lot. Um, I definitely think that it was, um, I think it was well. I, th- I think that it was needed in in terms of his career. He had that yeah. big. He had that big album um, in 2014, Montevello, or maybe it was 2013. I don't know. But um, you know, started going on this big tour. Almost got too big for his own britches because he ended up getting into problems with pretty much the girl of his life. That he ended up getting. He ended up having issues with the love of his life, Hannah Lee. And I know that made him step step away from the game and right. really just kind of write and sit back and reflect. And uh, he really needed one to pull him out of that going ghost mode. Right. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. I, another thing that I thought was cool is I saw that whenever they got married, he kind of said, you know, I'm putting my dreams on hold because she put her dreams on hold for me. And they went to Africa for like nine months so she could be a nurse in like these underprivileged That's villages. Crazy. And like, that's cool. You know, to me, like, that just shows a lot about, like, his character and everything, you know? I'm a huge Sam Hunt fan. I'm not really sure as to what I think of him as a person. Um, I've not had any personal interactions. I I have seen him be probably, like, a like a cool bro to kick it with. But I've also seen him snub people. Right, yeah. Um. So, like, I would really like to have that interaction with him one-on-one. I mean, I know that is so hypothetical. But just to see how someone in the fame treats... Um, you know, they're fans. Um, right. Because that, to me, is important. I, I think Morgan Wallen does a great job of that. Riley Luke, Green. Luke Bryan. Uh, dude, I, I met like, right, I cannot talk today. <laughs> I met Riley Green, hands down, the most awkward experience of my life. Like, it was just. <laughs> you told me about that. Dude, it was awful. But um, I don't know. I would like to see how Sam Hunt is in, in terms of that. I really like his style writing. I know that a lot of people would consider it girly. And I get that because I'd say 90% of his stuff is love songs. Yeah, 100%. But with that being said, I think he is very lyrically uh, talented. And uh, my favorite album is uh, Behind the Pines, and it was actually an, an acoustic, acoustic mixtape. Yeah. So uh, uh, You're the one that put me onto that. Dude. When it was on SoundCloud. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. I think, I think if you know that album, you're a real Sam Hunt fan. Yeah, and well, I think the cool thing about that album, too, is like some of the songs that he cut for that, were songs that he had written that like other artists had cut, you know, like there's a Kenny Chesney cut. Yeah. Come over and a Billy Currington cut on there as well. So, you know, I think that's kind of cool to kind of hear those covers, but it was also songs, you know, that he had personally wrote. Right. It's pretty cool. I just think, I think, I think Sam Hunt's kind of a mystery because he's not really one that seeks out media to really put his face and talk. Um, you know, you could go on YouTube and type up like Sam Hunt and you'll, you'll still find very, probably very few footage. So like, I do think it's kind of interesting in the sense, but whenever he does come out and say something like you can kind of see what's going on in his brain. Um, he was on the Bobby Bones show kind of in that, in yeah. that break. And he was talking about what all's kind of been going through, through what, what all was going on in his life, what all was going through his head, um, where he was with writing music. And I just think it's crazy. Um, 
like he was talking about how he would have you know part of a song on his his phone part of a song on his laptop some stored up on google docs some on his, his notepad and uh he was just taking that time to really compile you know 10 to 14 songs that all flowed and had a its own vibe as an album right which i, th- I thought he did very well but you you met sam hunt didn't you i was in the same room as sam hunt but i didn't like i don't know it was weird man wanted a picture with him didn't happen why did I was it trying happen? to make it happen he was just weird dude like i didn't get to talk to him or anything like that but he was like in the corner and there was like people there that were with you know his little like circle and you know me and my friends were like hey man like sam hunt you know like, let us get a picture, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, man, he's busy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he's sitting in a corner. You know, he's not busy <laughs> doing anything. But I, mean, I guess I get to a certain extent. But, like, I've also had experiences where, you know, people have, like, went out of their way to, like, make you feel like, you know. You were like important. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's important. Because so. that goes a long way with your, with your fan base. Because, like, I'll tell you, any artist that I've ever met that has been super cool or has taken their time to, like, notice me, like – I've always thought, dang, like that person, that's a that's a good person. That's right. someone that like I want to back beyond the music. Like I like him for who he is and what he does. Right, yeah, exactly. And that's important, you know? That's super important. I think I get on my TikTok like every day and you know, my for you page, I'll just see videos of Morgan Wall and like all these or Riley Green, like all Dude. these girls that are just like posted up with him and I'm just like, That's cool, you know, that he's doing that, but I'm like, Man, he's living the life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, um, we're going to have to um, go for a break. Uh, Trenton, give me a song to play. God Made a College Town by Muscadine Bloodline. God Made a, God Made a College Town by Muscadine Bloodline. We're going to play that next. And uh, like I said earlier, if you're listening to the podcast, like take a screenshot of it on your phone, or if you go to listen to one of these songs that we requested, like video it, you know, s- somehow put us out there if you're enjoying what you listen to, because this is... Uh, Believe it or not, this is kind of a, a hard, it's a lot of hard work goes into this. So uh, thank you for your support. And we're going to play the song. We'll be back and we're going to talk about self-made, organically made musicians from like Vine, TikTok, Facebook, just odd ways that they they broke the mold and were able to, uh, you know, go platinum, get, get a record label. Um, so stick around. If you got time to waste, you're looking at the perfect place. You can stay right here as long as you want. You can buy a couple more years and a couple more buckets along next summer. If you're old enough to know better, way too young to want to figure it out, there ain't no doubt. That's why God made a college town. Oh, 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 oh. hell yeah, Paul Paul, and you just listened to Muscadine Bloodline per request of T Man Fifty Three up here. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll tell a quick little funny story. So when I first started, like. My earliest beginnings with any kind of music started with a SoundCloud account, <laughs> and uh, I was we were we were laughing earlier about how I mimicked Luke Bryan, but like my first cover was like a Crash My Party, and uh, I just decided like if I'm too afraid to like play music in front of people, maybe I could like sneak upload it to SoundCloud and just it be my own personal portfolio. We'll give it two weeks. Trenton found it, and. Uh, <laughs> We ended up like linking up together and he wanted to rap on a song and I was like, Oh man, I got the song and we did a cover of Akon's Lonely and put a nice little little rap verse in it and it was like featuring T Man fifty three. So that's why we call him that. He's like T Man fifty three. I think we need to remix it. Give the <laughs> no. fans what they want. No. No. <laughs> but um yeah, so Trenton and I, we go back and it, it's just funny. And we we walk, uh, we made shirts and it said, uh, "You made shirts." Hey, baby girl. It said, "Hey, baby girl," and it said, "I'm so stupid, bro." Oh I still gosh. wear it. <laughs> but um, we were talking earlier about um, 
self-made, organically made musicians. And I tell you what, the most notable one, I think, is Luke Combs with Vine. So Luke Combs really started building up his following through Vine and doing those Vine videos. And then he started kind of like doing like a little tour around the States, um, like like Georgia, North, North he's from he's from North Carolina, but like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and uh, ended up just like growing, building his following, and recorded Hurricane, and it charted. It was number one on the charts, um, before he even had a record label, which that never happens. So like I remember watching an interview like like when he first really started making it big, and they're like, "You did it the complete backwards way." You charted before you had a record label. Can you tell me about it? He's just a super humble guy. Um, I remember seeing him at a Putnam County Fair in West Virginia, which yep. is like 45 minutes from from my place. $10 tickets to see him play. I think they got him for like dirt cheap. And it was like they got him like like two or three months before he signed. Before, yeah, before he blew up. And the thing is, he's, he's still kept with his commitment, which I think is really cool as well. But... Um, that he played, uh, he played a lot of the songs that a lot of people don't think of, like when they th- like he played "Let the Moon Shine," "Share If You Want, want To." to yeah. um, what's that song? I know she ain't ready. Yeah, used to you. Yeah, like some, uh, yeah, the old Luke Holmes. And uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, Luke Holmes is probably in my book probably one of the the best organically made musicians. Um, or artist out right now. What do you think? I agree. 100%. Um, who else is um, here in a couple of weeks? I'm supposed to be interviewing a guy named Nate Smith and he did similar with the TikTok, and uh, he grew a following and, and wrote a song called wildfire. Freaking awesome. It's on new boots radio. It's, you know, sometimes those self, those self-made or uh, organic musicians can, crack that algorithm i think that that's the new that are going to be the new wave like i was watching the thing the other day with russ you know i know he's not country but he was talking about how drake's record deal is about to be up and if he goes independent like how much more money like he'll be able to make you know because with the following he has and just like the name that he has but i think that that's going to be like the new thing you're going to see is like people are going to be getting away from record deals and they're going to start doing it just organically because number one you have the record resources. labels control your whole life, you know. Yeah. Like, I always see on Twitter, you know, people are like, "Oh, Morgan Wallen, drop this album, drop this album, drop this album." Like, it's not like you just okay, it's done, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna upload it to Spotify, upload it to Apple Music. Like, you can't do that until it goes through tons of different channels, and then they set the release date. You know? Yeah, it's so that's why, like, you know, Muscadine Bloodline, you know, the song we just played, like, they've put out like four EPs during quarantine, right? You know, they were just constantly recording and writing and stuff like that. And those independent artists that I think they can kind of be more like hands on with their fans and releasing stuff and like well, kind of it's doing all more under, like what they want to do, you know? Well, it used to be that you needed a record label. That was like the end all. It was like you had to have a record label yep. to, to, to have your name out there. And don't get me wrong. Like that's still true in today's world. Like, um, but we, there are more resources now to where you can, like, I can get my music out on Spotify, Apple, like, I can do that myself. I don't, I don't need a record label to do that. And you know, you got TikTok, you got Vine when that was a thing, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, like. But but what that does is it, it sticks it to the man, um, because like you said, if you if you don't want to deal with all that bull crap, you're gonna do it on your own. You're gonna do it independently. Right. Chance the rapper. Um, you know where his money comes from? It comes from his merchandise that he sells on his tours. He is an unsigned artist. I, yeah, I, his own label is owned by him. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's Taylor Ray Holbrook, Ryan Upchurch. Um, there's, you know, the people from YouTube that made it big. Um, it definitely sticks it to the man. And I do think that it, it will be a new wave whenever people figure out how to break that algorithm and how to properly market. I'm still trying to learn it. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot, like that's a huge thing with being an independent artist and running your own show is like, if you want your recorded music and your, your hard, hard work to be noticed, you got, you got to know the ins and outs to it. And it's kind of hard to do that, but I'm right there with you. It's, it's going to be the new wave. Yeah. 100%. I think that's going to be the big thing you're going to see over the next few years is like, there's this kid, the Addison Ray song on TikTok. Yeah. His name's like the Kid Leroy. He's 16 years old. Put that song on TikTok, 
released an album last week and it charted like number two on Spotify and he had like tons of features from like Lil Mosey. Like, Lil Nas. Yeah, Lil Dude, Nas X, all, prime all example. Time, prime I mean, example. It's just, as crazy as it is, it just takes, I mean, and he marketed the heck out of that song. You know, it was out like a year, Old Town Road was out like a year yeah. before it kind of blew before up it and it caught. was all him just like on his Twitter, like posting memes of it and, you know, then TikTok kind of started playing into role of it and, and I'll look at him. <laughs> like, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, um, I mean, and there's like, there are a lot of TikTok artists that I have, I mean, it's crazy because when, when, when it comes to country music, I don't think people realize how small the world is. Like, you're connected with, with someone. Once you get started into it, give it a year or two, and you, you're, you're going to know somebody. But there are these artists that like I had always followed on Instagram with my music accounts, and uh, I had just recently gotten to TikTok and started getting into it, kind of studying how I can use that to market things. And they're like huge, huge like TikTok phenomenons. I Chris mean, Rudiger. I and, remember our, the first time you ever went to Nashville. Remember that? Dude, I'm telling and you. we saw him play. Here's, he played what's, with him. here's what's so crazy. It's like it is such a small world. And if you are in pursuit of your dream, you're going to be able to make things happen on your own. You'll be able to make those connections on your own and not even realize like how important they are. But like... The first time I ever went to Nashville, I went with, with Trenton and uh, a guy named Al, Al Cavanaugh. And Alan kind of produced like my first like home studio album kind of thing. And it, he's a really good friend of mine. But we go down and we go to a place that's called um, the Commodore, which is inside a Holiday Inn. And it's like it's a writer's round. And for those of you that don't know what a writer's round is, Basically, you get three to four or five artists up on a stage in a row on a bar stool with their acoustic guitar, and once one at a time, they'll play an original song. And you can only play original music in Nashville. So anyway, we go there and hear this group, and there's this guy. He's from like the New England area, and he had his own like like country music sound that was like it was really cool. But John Mary, like it yeah, was, it was, yeah, yeah, he was really unique. And I was like, this dude's like really good. And he ended up going to, he was going to school at Vanderbilt. And, uh, you know, that was the last I'd heard of him. We, we enjoyed the rest of the trip. I played my first writer's round down there and, uh, give it like six months down the road. And I'm trying following strategies. I'm trying to network. And I somehow, like, I forgot that dude's name, but I was, I somehow found him on Instagram and followed him. Give it another year from then. We link up and play a writer's round together at Belcourt Taps. And then um, we were just talking about earlier, there's this thing, it's called the 615 House. I'm not sure if it's like their own like writer's group, like a writer's house that they're all living in or what it is, but um, Chris Rudiger is a part of that. And what's crazy is like, I was like, oh, that's really cool what, what Chris is, he's, he's in this group. And then I scroll down a little bit more and there's another guy I know, a guy named Thomas Mack. I follow him and I'm like, well, he's in it too. There's a couple girls in there that I follow, and it's just like, it's crazy what that type of networking does. For real. And, uh, you know, they can almost kind of bum fame off each other, and, like, that's another good thing. Like, that's why, that's why features are good for recording music. It's like, if you like this following, or if you like this song, and you're following a guy that's featured in it, you're probably more apt to start following and listening to right. my music. So and I think it's really cool. I think a prime example of that is kind of like the crossovers you've seen with like country artists kind of bringing in like hip hop artists, you know, like with like Kane Brown and Khalid or yes. like some other people that have been doing like Morgan Wallen and Diplo. Like I know people that hate country music, like will literally not listen to a single country song, but they know every single word to heartless. You I know say, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love it. Another one is, um, the other girl, other girl, the other girl, it's got Kelsey Ballerini and, and Halsey. Halsey. Yeah. Um, then there is, uh, there's, there's a Kane Brown and Marshmallow. There's a Thomas Rhett and Diplo. And Young Thug. And um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. One of my favorites is, um, the you know the song I Hope with Gabby Barrett. But she had Charlie Puth come in mm -hmm. on that one. I thought that was really cool too. And you hear that one a lot. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. But it's 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 just, it's crazy. I mean, if you figure out how to, how to hack that algorithm to somehow make it onto a New Boots radio, like... You're on your way, and that's, that's I'm trying to study. If I can, if I can learn it, I'll share it. Um, so far, I only have so much information to I'll share. It's I'm just picking at it every day with the pickaxe, man. But that's uh, it's the journey. It is 100. I think it's the same. Like, you know, I'm not a musician, but 
I've had to make connections, you know, for photography and videography. Like, right. Just the same way, like, even just going to a bar and, like, you know, that's the cool thing about Nashville. Like, a few weeks ago, I was at a bar and I was talking to the bartender and he's actually a musician. He's from Texas. You know, we, like, exchanged info and he's like, yeah, man, like, I'll hit you up. Like, I need an album cover, blah, blah, blah. So, like, it's really all about just who you know and making connections. Like, that's what I say for as big as what, like, Nashville is, it's really kind of like a small town. Like, this small town community of like the country artists, like they all go to the same bars, they all kind of do the same thing. So it's all about just knowing where to go and like who to talk to, or you know, like how to like kind of like get your foot in the door. Yeah, but it's not it's not even necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I think that there are some dirty there's some dirty parts to it, but it's not like the whole good old boy system. It's all about who you know, political. Like in my opinion, I think that it is the perfect place to be rewarded for the connections you make. Right. And it's not that you make those connections to get that reward, but like that town is, is foolproof that you need connections to be successful. You need to meet people. You need to invest in other people. And like, even that's more successful. And I think Nashville is a town that reflects the people that you meet and know, like by damn, you should have a foot in the door because I've built a relationship with this person beyond the music. So, right. And I've said it in every podcast before connections are everything and it's everything. It's everything that you do. And one thing that I really like about Trenton is I said earlier, very self-made in the, in the terms of, you know, rather than paying money to do something, he's like me, like we just learn how to do it. Like I, I cut hair, like, I've always cut my hair. I I fade up, I I fade up a lot of people in college. Um, I'm about to do my own music video. That's another thing that's in the works for you guys that are wanting to keep up to date. Um, I I picked up photography. I do my own graphic design. I do my own website. But the more um, the more trades that you can learn, first of all, I'm a big fan of learning something and and mastering a, a skill or a craft. But the more stuff that you learn, the more connections you can make, the more opportunities that you can sell yourself as. 100%. I've always said, like, you know, even if you just never put your all into one thing, and I know that sounds crazy, you know, but I've always just kind of been a firm believer. Like, I put my all into, like, a few different things, you know. I feel like that's really important to kind of just not as important as you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, focus on one thing, you know, put your all into this one thing. But for me, it's just like, you know, if I put my all into this, I put my all into this, there's a few other things and then I can be more successful in the long run because it's like, okay, like if I, if someone needs like photography done or videography or like just anything else and I offer all these different things, they're like, okay, like let's go to Trenton. Like he does this, that, this, right. you know, and he's good at all of it. You know, I think that's just really important. And that was my big thing. Like during like quarantine is I wanted to pick up something new, you know, I was right really like I just wanted to learn you know I was like I want to pick up like one new trade that like I don't know how to do and my big thing was Photoshop you know like I took a class in high school with Photoshop but I was never like super good at it so I just started watching like YouTube videos and I want to get like good at Photoshop's for like music videos you know to do like oh yeah illustration stuff like that like what Cole Bennett yeah, kind of yeah, does yeah. and animations and all that so I think it's just really important to invest in yourself you know 100% well, I mean, not that it's about the business but you know be be productive not only to society but like be productive for yourself like have a passion have something that you're chasing at every day and like um one thing that i had heard is like some of the most successful people they've invested in not in just like one like one hobby but like multiple hobbies i mean you think about college sport players one of the first things a division football player is going to ask your coaches what other sports they play um everyone that moves to nashville like i don't mean this bad but you can't just go to nashville with a good voice you need to be able to learn how to play guitars and sing with that voice. You need to, there are people that are extremely gifted at guitar and, you know, that's their second instrument they play. Right. Or like they're extremely gifted at singing and like that's like not even third in their in their skills that they know how yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you need to, in in my experience... Typically, if your passions follow the same direction and if you just kind of plant seeds in each, um, you know, for me, I plant a seed in marketing, graphic design, website, music, music theory, performance, you know, eventually they're all going to grow into each other and you just become this one powerful. It's like having an umbrella. It's, you know, like it's just an umbrella with a bunch of different things. You're only bettering yourself the more that you, you know, 
And I'm not saying to spread yourself thin because I think there's to a certain point that you can multitask and you can just have so much on your plate that you're not growing in any of those areas because you're spreading yourself too thin. But I do think it's important to, you know, if you've been wanting to learn guitar, just pick up and learn the damn guitar. Like not even if you're a musician. Like if there is something that like you've always wanted to do, like I encourage you to just pursue it and learn a little bit. I mean, at the very least, two, three years down the road, you'll be like, yeah, I actually learned how to do this. It's pretty cool. And just take my word for it. For real, I agree 100%. And that's the same with like, you know, I look back at kind of, I was funny the other day, I was going through my laptop and just looking at some of like the stuff I had done and compared to like what I know now. And I like look back and I'm like, man, if I would have known how to do this whenever I was in this position, like it's hard to tell like where I could be now. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy to kind of think about like, some of the opportunities you might've had to like do something and you were like nowhere near as like, yeah, invested it's, or good it's like retrospect. It. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I really wish what I knew now. And if I could have applied it in this, this specific <laughs> yeah. situation, how my, my journey and routes could have changed. Exactly. But yeah, I feel that hundred percent. And I think at the same time though, like my big thing is like, I've I always say this is like, I don't regret, you know, like anything, I guess. So like to the point that, you know, I feel like my journey is my journey and it's like unique for sure, but I wouldn't change anything at the end of the day because I feel like, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, like you definitely like learn from it and you grow from it and you have you to can have, apply it. You have to have valleys run. to appreciate the peaks. Um, 100%. And I think that the, even though the valleys get deeper, the peaks get higher and, uh, it's, it's, it's all about that journey. Um, I, I've said this before, if there's one thing I would change, it would be to not be so hard on myself um, about the hard lessons that I've had to learn because at the end of the day, like I got, you know, I got, I got the good Lord above looking out for me. He's got his plan for me. So, I mean, like, I think it comes down to like being able to trust that trust that like what, you know, it's all meant to be, but I, I definitely would have changed, you know, my outlook on it. But like one tidbit that like someone told me and it just really resonated is that, um, the best lessons learned are paid for. And, you know, I think you have to have those hard lessons that can really, um, it can strengthen your foundation as a person because it's like, because it's like I learned from that and like, I know really not to do that. Like, (laughs) and you can help other people with that. But I guess that's going to be part of our philosophy talk for the day. Um, we're going to, uh, Play another song. Trenton's famous with one. Revival by Zach Bryan. Revival by Zach Bryan. All right. We'll do it. And we'll be back and we're going to have some fun on this uh, last segment. So y'all stick around. As I've said before, um, you know, post us, follow us, follow at Hell Yeah Paw Paw on Instagram, um, follow at Devin Henry Music because I don't know. I'm just going to plug myself, but they will run hand in hand at certain points. So, uh, and follow at T man 53. If you're feeling generous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back. Lord, forgive us, my boys and me. We're having an all night revival. Some call the women and someone steal the Bible For the sake my survival Baptize me in a bottle of beans with Johnny on the vinyl Hell yeah, and that was Revival by Zach Bryan Per request of T-Man 53 again it's a little bit more folky Americana, if you ask me. I like it. It's and like he is part- a prime example of organically doing what he has been able to do, for sure. So he, um, isn't he like serving? Yeah, so he's in the Navy, I believe. So the out al- the song that was just played that was off his new album um, that he was releasing for all of his fans because he's getting ready to do like a fourteen month appointment. Oh my Afghanistan, gosh! I think. Yeah, so he's. So he's an independent artist as well, right? And what what was his thing that got him? Um, he just started posting videos on his last deployment, I believe. Just him and his barracks, just 
singing original songs that he had kind of like wrote. I think he kind of picked it up like songwriting and guitar playing like on his deployment, which was pretty cool. And he, I mean, he's he's damn good, man. That's crazy. And he's twenty two. But I'll tell you what's crazy. He just got married to oh, a really? girl that's in the Navy, and she's from Circleville, Ohio. Oh, no way. How weird is that? Like, he's from, like, Washington. Like, not even from anywhere that's near actually, here. And she's from Circleville, Ohio, dude, which I thought was pretty cool. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. In your time in Nashville, you actually drove a shuttle bus for the Sheridan, right? Correct. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but I know you have some really cool stories. Like, who all who all have you met? And if it's, like, a cool story, like, tell it. Um, So, probably the coolest one I have was you know so we're, we're supposed to be in a 10 block radius so i'm only supposed to drive to like down to broadway it's like the gulch like a few different areas if you're familiar with nashville but there was a place called marathon music works which is well outside of the range for where i was supposed to go but i had these two you know pretty girls get on and they were like we're trying to go to this luke Combs. it was like an acoustic luke Combs show that he was doing for like a charity event and they were like we'll give you 50 bucks if you can take us I was like, okay, like, heck yeah, $50, like, for sure. So I drive them, I drop them off, and then they call me to come pick them back up. I pick them up, I start taking off, and this dude runs up to the door and starts beating on it. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, I kind of, like, looked at the girls. I'm like, I don't know what to do, you know? So, like, I opened the door, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I'll give you 80 bucks if you can just take, or 60 bucks if you can take some someone somewhere for me. And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's one of my buddies and his girl, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, they'll be right out. So... You know, I got this 15-passenger Sprinter van in a little side street, so I, like, try to, like, park it the best that I could. And next thing you know, the guy comes back up, knocks again, the door opens, and Luke Combs and his girl hop right on, dude. And he had, like, this Under Armour camo hoodie on. Oh, my god, Bro, craziest thing. So I have, like, those two girls and, like, a few other people that were at the concert there that I picked up, and then him and his girl... We start playing Beard Ever Broke My Heart. Like, I start playing it on the Ox, and they all start singing it, man, like going crazy and it was nuts so i take him to tin roof uh in midtown okay and the whole shuttle bus ends up getting off with him and the one guy was like hey man like come in have a drink with us blah 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 and you know i wasn't 21 yet so i was like oh man like if i was 21 like i would for sure park this thing You'd right say now bye like, bye sheridan go up in there tonight so who, i don't know if it was like it was definitely wasn't luke combs's manager but i don't know if it was like you know someone in the band or like one of his friends or what but you know he gave me the 60 bucks and then when luke combs got off he gave me a hundred dollar bill so so you didn't say anything to uh, Luke Holmes? Just like, hey, how are you guys? You know, like I was trying to play it cool. Like I didn't really know who he was, you know, kind of like in the moment. And then when they got off, I was just like, y'all have a great night, you know? Well, well hell, dude, whenever um, it was before he got signed, I think, Briar Williams saw him. I think it was in Charleston, West Virginia yeah, or like, something. Sing like a song a, for him or something. Sing a song yeah. for him. And like Luke signed his guitar. That was that was really cool. Did, you see, was pretty... did you see – uh? When Luke Combs on his the beer never broke my heart tour when he was in Huntington and Briar was like in the pit and he had that sign with like the picture of like him and Luke from way back when and Luke like took it up on stage and like autographed it for him and like gave it back to Briar. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah so how old was Briar? Like probably like dude, he was probably eighth young, grade, yeah, seventh, seventh eighth, eighth grade. grade, probably. Briar, um, Briar is another singer songwriter out of Gallia. He's still in high school. Um, damn good very talented very, very, talented. very talented but that was yeah that was actually really cool that he got to meet him and I mean look at Luke Holmes now so yeah. like, was there a story about Thomas Rhett or something to do with Thomas Rhett I parked his wife's car <laughs> oh <my laughs> when I was ballet you parked Lauren's car I parked her car how'd so, you know it was her car so she pulls up like it was still at the Sheraton that's when I was uh-huh. managing Um, and she pulled up and it was just a Land Rover like a blacked out Land Rover and she gets out, and at first, like, I really didn't recognize who it was. She had, like, no makeup on. It was kind of just, you know, yoga pants and, like, a tank top. And I was, like, last name. And she was, like, I'm just visiting some friends. Like, I won't be in there long. So I was, like, last name. And she says, Akins. And I was, like, first name. And she was, like, Lauren. And I kind of, like, just, like, laugh. And then I look up, and I was, like, you're Thomas Rhett's wife, aren't you? And she was, like, yep, I am. <laughs> and I was, like, it, bro. But that is seriously, it was pretty cool, that's dude. That's, insane. like, what's cool about Nashville. Like, me and Wes ran into a dude that produced Super Bass. His name's Seven Campbell. Oh, I remember like, that. Yeah, ended up be, like ended up like me and him like we're all like pretty good friends with him now, and it's just weird like how Nashville works, man. Like you really never know like who you're going to cross paths with or just even like run into. And, I was a, a good hangout for a lot of the like country singers is losers in, losers. in Midtown. Yeah, and Lo- I've already told the story about my interaction with Chris Young, which was very embarrassing. But I actually had an interaction with uh, Tyler Farr. Um, and he was uh, he was just chilling. He's kind of short. Or no, not, I'm sorry, not Tyler Farr. What's his name? 
Kit Moore. Sorry. Another place that is a, a really cool hangout in Nashville is Losers in Midtown. Um, some some country music stars. And uh, I already told the story about my interaction with Chris Young, which was kind of embarrassing. But I actually saw Kit Moore there. He's a little, little shorter, but like a super cool dude. Like I didn't want to fanboy him or anything, but I was up to the bar I uh, right beside him. And he was like chilling with his bandmates. But it was right after a whiskey jam that Cole Swindell played there that night. But uh, I, I ran into, I know you've met Dylan Snyder, but I, I met him uh, in Columbus at Tequila Cowboy. Uh, I tweeted, uh, it was so crazy how it happened. I tweeted Dylan Snyder, I was like, when are you going to come back to, to Tequila on Wednesday? And like, he was really good with his social media too. And he replied back and he said, I'll actually be there tomorrow. I was like, no way. So I went and got tickets, and like a, a lot of uh, the Otterbein football players were the are the security at Tequila Cowboy, which is you know, I, you know, I, I used to play football there, right? So um, they kind of knew like where he'd be walking and this and that, and they weren't breaking any rules by by any means. But I was kind of like just waiting and watching the show from the upper deck, and I went that I knew that he just walked off stage, and I played it off. I was going downstairs to go take a leak. Well, we met in the stairwell, and I was like. What's going on, Dylan? What's up, man? I said, I tweeted you today. And he's like, oh, man, what's up? Thanks for coming. And I was like, great show. And I wasn't going to fanboy him anymore. Right. He walked walk past. It was super cool. Um, I met John Langston. That was an, an awkward one. I told that one. That the first time good. I ever met Dylan was at Tequila Cowboy in Columbus. And mine was actually kind of funny, too. So he was opening up for Chris Lane. He was on the Chris Lane tour. And at Tequila Cowboy, you know, they have like the upstairs lounge. And that's where they have, like, the green rooms and stuff, I guess. It's like, those little barn doors that slide. And I was trying to find the bathroom. Like, it was well before the show even started. Like, we got there, like, right when the doors opened, me and some buddies. And I walk up to the bathroom, and I see Dylan's dad, like, standing right there by, like, that little barn door. And I was like, well, that's cool. Like, I've seen him on Instagram, you know? Like, <laughs> heck yeah. And I walk in the bathroom, and sure enough, like, Dylan was just sitting at the urinal, like, or standing at the urinal, like, taking a leak. And... <laughs> And he, like, turned around, and I was just like, what's up, bro? And, like, just tried to, like, play it super cool because, like, I knew I probably shouldn't have been in that bathroom. And, like, we kind of just made, like, this awkward eye contact. Like, he was like, who is this kid? Like, you know. Bro, if But it it's me. funny to, like, fast forward, you know, ended up, like, doing a few shows for him did and whatnot, you, which Did is you ever weird. talk to him about that no. experience? <laughs> Never. Dude, if it was me, I would have said some stupid thing, like, dang, these these pipes run pretty deep, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this, this, water, this water's cold. <laughs> Be careful over there, man. Right. That's funny. Yeah, I love Tequila Cowboy, man. Tequila Cowboy, I've always said, like, you know, it's probably one of my favorite venues. I don't think it's looking too hot. Really? Um, yeah, because I think COVID put a number. You know, Tequila has kind of been struggling for a little bit. I know they had a location in Michigan. They, I think they had to cut. Um, but, I mean, you think about the square footage in that place and the, the rent they probably have to pay. And these are all speculations. I'm not... But they haven't been open since COVID. And they make a majority of their money off concerts. It's all concert. And you can't do any line dancing or have live music how they would. So right. I, I think it's, you know, I'm hoping that, that once this mess uh, is over, they can pull through and something can work out. Because that's, that's one of my favorite places, too. But, yeah, I don't think, you know, I, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not making any for sure statements here. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I just have noticed that they have right. not been open. That's a shame. But um, real quick before we get off of here, Luke Combs has a deluxe version to What You See Is What You Get. Um, he's adding five new songs, I believe. And I think it's going to, I think it's called uh, What You See Ain't Always What You Get. Um, I think that's what it is. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, it's it's basically the same album cover, but instead of it being gray, it's kind of like this like blue turquoise looking thing. I'm anxious to see uh, when that comes out. Also, uh, he's a married man now. Just got married to Nicole Hawking, who is just sexy. Ugh, I'll tell you who's even sexier: her little sister. Oh She's a bartender at Losers. Oh and God. that's another funny story, real quick, that I have. Like every time I go in Losers, her name's Jenna. So. Every time I Do go you follow lose, Jenna? Yeah, for sure. Should we tag Jenna in this? Yeah, for sure. Jenna, if you're listening, hit me up. But every time <laughs> I go in there, every time I go in Losers, dude, and she's working, I'll just walk up, and she's like, hey, babe, like, what can I get you? You know, like, just obviously just flirting, you know, because she's a bartender. And 
it doesn't matter what my bill is, dude. Like if I just get, I always get every time I go there. The kicking it coolers. Tyler Reeves, the country singer, like he makes them. It's like these little Capri Suns, and I'll start drinking it, and you know, I'll hand her twenty dollar bills, a tip, no matter what my. And I'm just, I'm thinking one of these days, like these twenty dollar tips are gonna pay off. One of, these, <laughs> one of these days, if I give her enough of these, I can write my number, and just maybe she can text back and say, "Don't text again." Right? Yes, maybe, just maybe. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> like, I was swear to God, dude, like, well, I've been in Nashville for two years, and she's pretty much worked there, like, the whole time that I followed her. So I was, like, you know, 19, 20. And I was, like, as soon as I turned 21, the first bar I'm going to is now, Losers. Now, you met you met Nicole Hawking. Why don't you tell And Jenna. Yeah. Um, you, you were basically doing, like, you are on a wild goose hunt pretty much to get two free tickets to a, a to Luke Combs show. show. And where was, where was the show at? It was at Bridgestone. So... It was at Bridgestone? Yeah, so he did two back-to-back nights, two sold-out shows, a Thursday night show and a Friday night show. So the Thursday night show, I'd actually bought tickets for off of Craigslist. Lost $400. Like, Why? Were dude, they fake he, tickets? Yeah, the dude was like, I'll, I'll send you, the, like, as soon as I get the money, I'll send them to like, send you the tickets, blah, blah, blah. Blocked me on everything. Lost the money. Like, absolutely heartbroken, dude. I was so excited. And the next day... I wake up at like 11 o'clock and Nicole had put on her Instagram story. She was like, I'm doing a scavenger hunt today. Like stay tuned for clues, giving away tickets, blah, blah, blah. So I get instantly get ready, shower, get ready. <laughs> He's like, I know downtown. what I'm doing today, man. For real. Like I was like, yep, this is what's happening. So I get downtown and I'm just kind of just hanging out, like waiting for her to post one. And she posts one. I see it and it was at Tin Roof in Midtown. And the only thing she posted was the bar stools. But they had these red, white, and blue bar stools. So I was like, that's Tin Roof. So I'm headed there, get stuck in traffic, and then I keep like refreshing my Instagram. And she posts another story. I click on it, and someone had already claimed them. So I'm like, "Damn! Like, what am I gonna do now?" So then she posts another one, and she was at Losers, and she just posted a picture behind the bar. But I had never been in there, so like I had no idea what it looked like. But they had like the POS system in the background, and it had the Losers logo on it. So I was like, "Bet!" <laughs> like she's at Losers. So I park behind Losers. I, try to go in like there's a bouncer and i was like look man i was like i know this sounds crazy i was like i'm not 21 i need to get in here like luke holmes's girl's giving away these free tickets i was like i'll give you 20 dollars if you let me in i was like i'm in and out like i'm not drinking nothing and he's just like i haven't seen her in here man and i was like she's sitting right there like i could see her sitting at the bar i was like bro that's her i was like please let me in and he's like sorry man like i'm just doing my job so like, i should have but i did <laughs> So at that point, dude, I was just like discouraged and like heartbroken and walked back into my car and I'm I would have waited there. outside the place well, till she left. That's what I was doing. So I'm sitting there waiting in my car because the parking to lose is in the back. So I was like, if she's in her car, like she had to have parked out here. So I'm on the, uh, you know, you know, Elijah McDonald, I'm FaceTiming Elijah and I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like this sucks. All of a sudden her and her sister start walking out from the back of losers and they get in this white and black forerunner. Did you follow so, <laughs> so it's it. a one-way alley and she went out like the front but i couldn't go off the front because it was like a, i had to go like down that one way so i had to go like another way and i lost her so i'm like damn i like, thought you're about to cry dude i was like i was on the phone with elijah i was like man like this sucks like i don't know what to do so i'm like maybe she's going to broadway i was like she hasn't been to broadway yet <laughs> so i'm headed down broadway and i'm going down to mumbrian right by the convention center and i'm about to turn left like right where uh bridgestone is and she's turning right, like at that light, and I see her, and I'm like, bro, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> here she is. So I turn real quick, and she pulls in this like parking lot, and I pull in, and I park like five spots down from her, and I'm just like playing it cool. And she gets out, and she goes, and she pays at like the little like pay machine. And I was like, well, I don't have time. Like, I'm not paying. I was like, if my car gets towed, it gets towed. <laughs> so I'm just like keeping my distance, bro. Like looking like a straight stalker, just like walking behind her, and I see him walking all red, and I walk in like, not even like five seconds later. And I'm, I'm just shaking. And I'm like, please tell me you still have tickets left. And she was like, yep, how many you want? And I was just like, two. I was like, please, blah, blah, blah. And she gave them to me. And I took a video. And, like, I'm on my phone. I'm like, like this, dude. Like, <laughs> I'll share it to people. Like, bro, like, what's wrong with you? I'm going like, to put it on here. I'm going to put it on here. They're like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, nothing. Like, it's just, that's just, just me nervous. shaking so bad. But she took a picture with me. She was like, she was like, Jenna, can you take a picture of us? So she has a picture of me and her together. And I've literally DM'd her, tweeted her, like, talked to people that I know that, like, know her and, like, tried to get that picture, bro, and I've still had no luck. You're like, this guy's a creep. Probably, dude. Oh, the same but thing. the cool thing was, like, at the concert, we were in the friends and family section. So, like, we were sitting with, like, all of her friends and, like, her parents and everything oh like that. Oh, my gosh. Which was really cool. So, 
she kept walking back from like behind like her and her sister and like a few of their friends they would walk from like backstage like to like center stage or like middle stage where like the soundboard and shit was so every time like they'd walk by she would always like stop and she would like talk to like all of her friends and just mingle and i'm sitting there thinking like damn like we're in the friends and family section like this is what's up <laughs> i'm big now right for real it was, that's probably like the coolest thing that's happened to me dude honestly but that is well you got you got free tickets from mitch tiffany too didn't you yeah yeah he slid in my dms yeah, that's that's that, that wasn't it. Like you, you tweet you tweeted I, him, didn't I you? I commented and I was like, dude, like I wanted to go to your show, but it sold out. And then he just DM'd me. And that's was a like, real dude. He was like, hey man, like how many tickets do you need? And I was like, bro, two. And so me and Elijah got to go. And that's actually another really yeah, that's another really weird thing. So we got to will call to pick up those tickets. This was in October. Uh huh. Nicole Hawking was in front of us in line at will call getting tickets, and her and her sister were at the show too. And that was the first time I'd ever seen her sister in person, and like. I froze, dude. Like my jaw just dropped, and I was like, "This is the girl that like has been like my Instagram All right, what's, crush." What's, what's her first name? Jenna. Jenna Hawking. Jenna Hawking. Jenna Hawking. If you are out there, <laughs> this man just wants to tell you that you're beautiful, and he would hold your hand like no other person would hold your hand. And I hope so. those twenty dollars tips. I hope it helped pay rent or whatever. Yes. For real. Yeah, those receipts with the winky faces. That's from this man right here. Right here. So. Guys, thank you so much for sticking around. We went a little bit over time, but I think that it's been an awesome podcast. Um, I don't even think we'll take anything away from it, if I'm being real. But, uh, Trenton, thank you so much for coming on here and talking, Thanks bro. for having me, for real. And, uh, you know, I would like for you to maybe uh, host some more podcasts in the future, because I think you can help with the conversation. That way it's not just a... I'm not all that good at this. I'm new. But, uh, yeah, man, would love to have you back on. Heck yeah, for sure. Just get a hold of me. Well, guys, um, you guys have a great uh, Friday and weekend. Stay safe. Um, I don't know if you follow the Instagram page, but I posted something about uh, an Appalachian. So if you guys uh, decide to uh, drink an Appalachian, um, post a video or... Take a video and send it to at Hell Yeah Paul Paul and we will share it. Um, stay up to date because we will be doing some giveaways. I'm looking in the future about giving away uh, a guitar, looking at giving away some more Crocs, and I'm looking to uh, give away some Hell Yeah Paul Paul wristbands. So um, get as many people to follow this page. Um, I'm really trying to grow it. This is something I'm passionate about right now during COVID since I can't be doing live music like I want to be but uh, I appreciate all of your guys' continued support thank you for listening thank you for watching um, and we will see you next week hell yeah papa hell yeah papa